the woman's cycle we women are only fertile for about 24 hours which is when we're ovulating and then because sperm can live in our body for about five days that increases our chance of getting pregnant to about six to seven days Welcome back to the PCOS Holistic Coach podcast with me, Dr. Ami Patel, pharmacist, fellow sister, and coach. This podcast is an easy to listen to resource for your busy on the go life. You will learn how you can live a healthier and happier life with PCOS from real conversations about managing PCOS and the symptoms with amazing guest speakers. In today's video, we're going to be talking about periods. Oh, wait, let me not be so loud so my husband doesn't hear. Just kidding, let me say it louder. Periods, periods, periods. It's unfortunate that in our society we associate it as a taboo subject or something that's just like an annoyance. But today we're gonna learn a little bit more about why periods are important even if we don't wanna have a baby and why we should want to have our period. There's so much we can actually talk about periods, but I don't want the video to get too long, so we're just gonna do a brief introduction into periods. I'm not gonna be focusing on birth control or what periods are like with PCOS. We're just gonna learn a little bit about the cycles, the days, PMS, and things like that. So let's get right into it. Growing up with an Indian background, periods were considered a taboo subject. We weren't allowed to discuss them openly, especially not in front of dads or brothers. And if we were on our period, it was considered not clean or not pure. So if there was any religious activities happening at home or at the mandir slash temple, then we weren't allowed to participate for the first four days. Growing up in America, in our society, we associate periods as an annoyance or a disturbance to our daily life or an inconvenience. I am not in the mood. Oh, what are you on your period? We think like, oh, I don't really have to worry about my periods until I want to have a baby. Or if I don't want to have a baby, then I don't have to worry about my periods at all. But that's not true. Periods are really important for us. Um, they tell us about our health and if we have any issues with our periods, whether they're painful or PMS symptoms or, we not, or we're not getting periods, then those are all signs of a hormone imbalance that we should work towards fixing. So I'm gonna go into a little bit about the different phases of the cycle and what average days look like. Um, and when I'm talking about these, I'm talking about natural cycles, not cycles that occur when you're on birth control because that's actually not a real period. It's something that's called like a withdrawal bleed or a pill bleed. And you may be wondering that, oh, I thought, you know, taking the pill would regulate my hormones, but actually the pill prevents your natural hormones from regulating and going through the different phases and it replaces it with synthetic hormones. I know, I know, it's a little bit mind-blowing. Shock some people by saying that it's not a real period and it's different. Um, trust me, I was mind-blown myself when I just learned this about a year ago, which I know is pretty embarrassing considering I'm a pharmacist and I myself was on the pill for seven years, but I know this just goes to show that there's not enough knowledge about this topic, which is why I'm making this video and thank you for taking the time out to watch the video and learn about your health or women's health in general. And that's why I'm here to make videos about PCOS and periods and women's health. 
If you want to be on birth control, that's totally fine. I'm not saying, you know, don't take it, but just know like why you're taking it. And if you're taking it because you have certain period problems, whether it's PCOS or something else, just keep in mind that it's kind of just like a band-aid solution. And then once you come off of the birth control, whether it's to have a baby or you just decide that you want to come off of it, if you haven't made any lifestyle changes in the meantime, then most likely you're problems that you had before you started the birth control will still be there after you stop the birth control and i don't want to go too much into birth control other than that and i will talk about it in future videos so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss those so the first phase is known as menstruation this is usually about day one to day seven on average it's about four to five days for most women and this is usually when your uterine lining is being broken down and if you were to get pregnant then that's where the baby would be forming on the uterine lining but since you're having your period you're not pregnant and so therefore it's the uterine lining that's shedding and that's the bleed the second phase is the follicular phase and this is usually like the end of the menstruation phase whether it's like day seven or six or five up to about 14 days and this is when your estrogen starts rising and the ovarian follicles mature for ovulation. The third phase is called ovulation. This usually occurs around day 14 to day 16 and this is when the ovarian follicle matures and releases what we call the egg. And then the fourth phase is called the luteal phase. This occurs around day 16 to day 28 and this is basically when the progesterone starts going up and falls and then once it falls off that's around the time that the follicle that released from your ovary releases from your body and that's when you start the bleed and then you go to day one and the cycle repeats so another thing that i was mind blown by which i just learned last year is that based on the woman's cycle we women are only fertile for about 24 hours which is when we're ovulating and then because sperm can live in our body for about five days that increases our chance of getting pregnant to about six to seven days so based on that basically out of all the 28 days in our cycle we're only fertile for about six days and not just like any random day in the cycle so now we'll talk a little bit about delays or missed periods and this is basically your body telling you that it's like unsafe to have a baby and I know we're more than just baby making machines but really it's just signaling your ovaries like not to have a period because it's not a safe environment to have a baby. And your body determines this for many things. It could be things such as stress like especially with dealing with COVID in the past one year. There was a lot of changes in people's lifestyles, whether it's like, you know, working from home or doing virtual schools or, um, you know, any other like health effects from COVID to yourself or family members. Stress like that can um, signal your body not to have a period. Inflammation, whether it's from eating certain foods or chronic stress can cause inflammation. Other things like traveling, um, to a different time zone especially or just like disrupting your regular cycle or routine um, you know not getting enough sleep those are things that can trigger your body not to have a period um, sometimes not eating enough food like not giving yourself enough nutrition or calories 
going on a diet but your body doesn't understand that that's a diet and if it's not giving yourself enough calories or nutrition then your body will realize like okay I don't have enough food to even keep myself healthy then how can I have a healthy baby so this is why you may not have a period during times like that so say that you know you were having regular periods and then there was like a drastic change in your life then try to think about like what happened and try to kind of control the stress or minimize the stress as much as possible take time to rest and you know give yourself nutritious meals and see if your cycle gets regulated again if it continues to get like longer and longer and longer then definitely try to you know reach out to a healthcare professional to get help and figure out what the cause is there are many hormones that play a role in a regular cycle but we'll focus on two of the main ones the first one is going to be estrogen estrogen um, helps with bone health um, brain health, heart health, it helps reduce the risk of cancer, and it helps with our mood. Progesterone is the next hormone we're gonna talk about. It's really important because it has many functions in the body and it produces after ovulation. Some of its functions are to promote bone health, reduce inflammation, help with uh, reducing the risk of breast cancer and heart disease. It helps with uh, promoting sleep and mood it reduces anxiety, um, it helps build muscle. So, you know, those are just some of the really important things about progesterone. And unfortunately, if you're on birth control, you don't produce the natural progesterone and the synthetic progestin isn't the same and it doesn't give you the same benefits. And we'll definitely be talking more about progesterone later this month um, with Dr. Anusha Usman. We're gonna be doing a masterclass together. So follow me on Instagram for that, the details on that, and subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss that when I post it later. When I posted about questions for this um, YouTube video on Instagram, Few people said that they noticed when they work out too hard at the gym that they notice like a delay or a missed period. So this can happen for many reasons. It depends on the type of workouts you're doing and how much other stress is happening in your life and if those workouts are adding more stress to your body. If you're doing like high intensity workouts and you're not eating enough, then you know, that could be stress to the body or if you're just um, you know working out like two times a day three times a day doing like an hour of you know um, orange theory and knowing like going like kickboxing at night or you know biking for an hour or anything extreme you know those as enjoyable as they may be to you your body may be interpreting that as like excess stress and for that reason you may not have a period few people on Instagram also asked me about PMS, so we'll talk about that. Um, so PMS premenstrual symptoms, and this can occur about a week leading up to one's period, and um, PMS symptoms can be things like um, irritability, mood, mood swings, um, anxiety, inability to sleep, um, withdrawing from social things, um, feeling depressed. Um, crying all the time so those are some examples of PMS and just because they're really common we think that it's normal to have them but it's actually not and this is also one of the interesting things I learned when I was learning about my period um, 
PMS symptoms are not normal and if we have regular cycles then we shouldn't be experiencing PMS every single time and I know many women probably now are thinking like oh wouldn't it be awesome if you didn't experience PMS so some natural things you can do to help with the PMS symptoms especially like one week before your period but if you want to definitely implement these you know for a healthier lifestyle you can definitely consider that but the natural remedies include things like you know limiting your sugar intake um, limiting caffeine alcohol limiting processed and fried foods and eating more like fruits and vegetables foods that are high in fiber like fruits and vegetables um, eating like food that is high in healthy fats like ghee and coconut oil avocados avocado oil um, also trying to limit inflammatory foods that are inflammatory for you certain things that could do that is like dairy and wheat i'm not saying for everyone i'm just saying for you if it is inflammatory for you which um if you missed uh my video on how you can learn if certain foods affect you then check out this video over here where i talk about how you can track your symptoms um and eating adding things like um, herder or turmeric to your diet to help with inflammation um, doing like exercise like walking and yoga can help with reducing stress and inflammation so those are things you can try to help um, control your pms symptoms if they're definitely track those things if you make certain changes once for one of your cycles and it's better then you know make note of that or if it didn't get better then try something else for your next cycle and hopefully with being more aware of the signs that your body is giving you and being more aware of your cycles you can learn about it and improve it there's something that's similar to pms but it's a little bit more extreme called pmdd premenstrual dysphoric disorder and this is basically all the symptoms of PMS, but they're just a little bit more extreme, such as like uncontrollable crying, feelings of depression and suicide, crying spells. Um, basically, these symptoms disturb um, the woman's relationships and her daily activities, like she has to miss work and school, things like that. So those are like really extreme symptoms. And if you're experiencing things like that, then definitely seek help from a medical professional as soon as possible. Many of you that have watched this video, you might be concerned now that you know your periods aren't regular or they're missing or you're on birth control and you wanna come off or that you have like, you know, severe PMS symptoms and you wanna get help for it. And I definitely recommend that you get help you know go to a medical provider ask to do labs ask them why am i experiencing these things and if they say like oh if you don't want to have a baby right now then don't worry just take birth control then ask them like you know what can i be doing in the meantime so that when i come off of birth control i don't have these symptoms anymore or they're not as severe or ask them like how is this helping my underlying cause um ask them you know if you want to take birth control that's fine ask them like what are the side effects of the birth control what you should be aware of and just remember that you know no one is going to care for your health and your body more than you not any healthcare provider so definitely just ask these questions and be an advocate for yourself 
There's a couple of apps I recommend if you're new to you know learning about your period and you want to track your cycles and PMS and things like that. There's certain apps I recommend. They're all free. The first one is Clue. It's a really basic app unless you want to get the paid version. But the basic app, you know, you can just put in your cycles and it can kind of predict your average day of your cycles and lengths and um, certain things like that and you can kind of get used to that um, my favorite app is ovia ovia i really like this because it takes it gives you the opportunity to record a lot of things like your nutrition sleep water intake um, if you want to you don't have to do everything um, there's a section for notes if you want to add in notes like you know modifications you made before your period for your PMS symptoms you know has a place for you to do that it also provides like educational tips and um, hints so that you can start learning about your cycle more just be aware of all the ads for birth control if you're not interested in taking that you know don't get um, convinced that that's the way to go based on those ads um, the other app that I recommend is called the Pre-Mom app. Um, this is really good if you're looking to track like ovulation better. You can buy strips that go along with the app to track that. Um, the one thing I would say to be careful about with the apps is the fertility window that it tells you. The app doesn't, you know, take into consideration everything like stress or sleep and it may say that your fertility window is at a certain time but it may not actually be based on what it predicts so you know if you're trying to use the app to get pregnant or prevent pregnancy um, don't rely just on the app for that okay a couple of great resources are a few books I recommend it's called beyond the pill by dr. Jolene Brighton and period repair manual by dr. Laura Brighton Thank you so much for watching my video and supporting my channel. I really appreciate it. Um, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to my channel. If you learned something new in the video, be sure to hit the like button. If you have any questions, leave them in the comment section below about periods or ovulation or progesterone or fertility. Um, leave them and I'll answer the questions in future videos. Be kind to yourself, be patient, and focus on progress and not perfection. I'll see you guys next time. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on the podcast so it can reach other listeners that need support with their PCOS. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram or TikTok at pcos.holistic.coach. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in.